This is the Foot in the Box podcast for the week of Monday, August 7th. And now, please rise for the singing of our national To episode 104 of the A Foot in the Box podcast. My name is Peter Elliott. And I'm Paul Elliott. And we are joined live in San Francisco by our brothers John and Kevin Elliott. Welcome to the program, brothers. Hello, thank you for having us. 104 episodes. Yeah. That's a run right there. It's a big deal. I think this is your fourth, fifth, fifth podcast. Your listeners will recognize me as a regular correspondent. This is Kevin speaking. Kevin speaking, but it's nice to be on for the full show. Yes, it's good to have you. Uh, We are recording this a day and a half into our time in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. For those that have just started listening to the podcast, we do an annual baseball trip, the four of us. Uh, This is our seventh annual. Uh, We have been to Colorado, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Cooperstown, Chicago, D.C., and I think this is uh, this is shaping up to be one of our best yet. Mm-hmm. It's off to a really good start. All right, uh, preview of this week's episode. We're gonna wait. Hang on. Can I handle the preview? You, so, don't, you don't know what's coming. I think I know what's coming. You don't. I haven't told you. So we have um, watched the entire series of MacGyver, <laughs> and we are all geared up to recap every episode. No, there, there's a there's an inside joke. A podcast inside joke. Mm-hmm. True listeners will get it. Yes. Uh, all right. A real preview. We are I just have two segments this week, so it's not like our typical podcast. The first segment, we're going to talk about uh, our glory days individually of playing and coaching baseball. Uh, hang with us. Hang with us. Brief, <laughs> brief that they were. Yes. So that won't be a very long segment, but each of us are going to give our uh, Mount Rushmore uh, top, top four or five of uh, our personal playing coaching days. So you get a lens into uh, who is the best and a little, baseball player among us. A little teaser, um, John actually has a moment that is connected to a current Major League Baseball player. Against the current Major League Baseball player. Direct, so, yeah, directly related. So you will want to uh, stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second segment, second half of the podcast will be uh, Jeopardy. I have compiled uh, Jeopardy questions, four different categories. Some baseball-related and some uh, not baseball-related. Before we get to either of those, I just wanted uh, general thoughts on the 2017 season. It's always kind of a time capsule, uh, this this moment, because we always look back on it in future years. So uh, just current uh, takes maybe from everyone on the current season uh, right now. Well, the Cubs are frustrating, obviously. Um, My my perspective, though... uh, one of the reasons why the postseason was so stressful last year is because the Cubs were pretty clearly the best team. And the way um, the postseason works in baseball is that kind of anybody can win it all. So being the best team isn't always giving you this big advantage. Whereas in the NBA, if you're the best team, you're probably going to win the title. So all that to say, I think 
if the Cubs do make the postseason, I'll be a little more relaxed yeah. because we won't be heavily favored. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the pressure will be more on the Dodgers or the Nationals. Um, so if we make the postseason, I could actually see it being a uh, kind of a fun postseason as a Cubs fan. Let me ask a, uh, a Cubs question as an outsider. I felt like the general sentiment last year from a lot of Cubs fans, not necessarily you guys, was give me one World Series and I'll be good for... I never no, said that. I said never said that. that. No, no, I, I, it's a common thing. I completely disagree with that. Yeah, That's too. how I feel. So, really? <laughs> I haven't expended one ounce of emotional energy on the Cubs' poor performance. No. None. Wow. That surprises you, Kevin? That shocks me. They really? get at least, at, at a bare minimum, a freebie year. I'd be willing to give them up to three years. So my question was going to be, do you feel like Cubs fans have have generally uh, reacted about like you expected this year? Like, uh, kind of, as John. No, or, John's reaction surprises me. I think that, that's an anomaly. I Well, certainly there are people who have that perspective. I think for the most part, though, Cubs fans are invested in what Jed and Theo have called sustained success, and it's pretty clear that this is the window that we're trying to win in. Well, I mean, the whole plan for tanking for, you know, three, four years was so that we'd be good for three or four years. Yeah, for an extended period. I think this year is a freebie year. I think most fans will give them grace. Uh, well, for the record, what place are we in? First. First place. <laughs> but if the playoffs started today, would we be in it? Hang on, did Milwaukee win or lose today? They lost. So We're only a half game up. Be careful we don't get too spoilers, Cup fans or entitled. That's true. So I think this year is a freebie. Uh, but next year, I mean, we'll have a, a payroll in the top five. We'll have a promises from Theo and Jed saying, you know, we want sustained success. We'll have Quintana uh, trading away kind of the future for him. So I think there'll be pressure. If we don't make the playoffs or if we lose in the, the first round this year, I think there'll be pressure next year on the team. Yeah. In the words of my friend Scott Matz, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Many of you know Scott because he's <laughs> one of John's hey, personal friends in Champagne. This may be so. just the anecdote that turns him into a listener. Sure. We'll if you know Scott, let him know that he was mentioned on this week's podcast. Uh, Paul, do you have any White Sox thoughts? No, I'm loving the... Uh, the well, replay. moving on to our next <laughs> Every year. Never fails. Uh, no, I feel like I'm going through what you guys went through three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very exciting time to be a Sox fan. I would be buying stock in Eloy. Uh, I'd be selling all my stock in Moncada. Nonsense. Sell, sell, sell. You don't sell on the number one prospect in baseball after a month. Of Do you trust Kenny not to screw up the thing that he has started to build with White Sox? Well, I don't think Kenny... Yeah, I, don't I think, think Kenny's doing anything. <laughs> Saul Rickon. Yeah, Kenny's just doing like the whole... Scouting, right? He insists on doing Well, he's scouting. still he's still involved in those big signings. So, like, keeping those kids out of the clubhouse. It's a <laughs> when they signed uh, Robert, I think he had a, a part in that. But uh, you know, I think Rick Hahn has taken over majority of decisions. Nice. He's become like the uh, Sergio McLean of the coaching staff. Just kind of not really out there recruiting much. Just hanging around. Comes around and hollers at people when it's necessary. Yes. Yep. Wayne McLean. Wayne McLean, forgive me. For the record, Sergio is also around a fair amount doing the same thing. All right, uh, any other thoughts? The Dodgers are really good. They're kind of a fun mm-hmm. team. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Judge was fun for the first half. That guy for the Marlins. 
stand. He has emerged as my son Grady's favorite player hmm. out of nowhere. I, I showed him a YouTube video so in, in South Haven, so that's probably why. Could be part of it. We watched him make a spectacular catch the other night, too. That's what baseball should be doing, uh, like, target audience groups and people like Grady. Like, showing them several different players or plays and be like, which ones do you like most? And then whatever those are, they should really. You guys feel like, them. based on what you know of him, I'm not too familiar. That he is he would he be a good role model? Gene Carlos Stanton. Yeah. Uh, seems like it. Seems like he seems like he has fun playing. The mm-hmm. first three hundred million dollar player in baseball history, I think. Uh, he's actually been in the big leagues for like eight years now. Yeah, he's been around for a while. Two hundred and fifty homers. You may remember him as Mike. Yeah. Mike Stanton. Oh, that's <laughs> a very different thing there. <laughs> that was a good move by him. I think so. I think so. It's kind of sad that players have to think they have to change their name to, to fit in. Mm-hmm. This is a good time to announce that Paul's real name is not Paul Elliott, but Rodrigo. <laughs> okay, uh, let's do the glory days, uh, our best baseball moments as players and coaches. Uh, Paul, I thought we could... Uh, Don't worry, it shouldn't take long, folks. <laughs> yes. Uh, I thought we could start with you, and before you give your list... I thought the rest of us for each person could rattle off maybe what comes to mind when we think of that person's playing career. So, so for Paul, before he gives his list, what do, what do we remember about oh, Paul's I believe, career? No, I, I, uh, I believe Paul threw either a no-hitter or a perfect game in Little League, right? Uh, I don't have a, like a distinct memory of that. I remember it pretty wow. vividly because I went out for uh, pizza with some friends and made it back not quite in time to catch the end of the game. Hmm. And I felt pretty badly about that. Well, that'll make my list for sure. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> Let's call it a perfect game. Uh, Paul's sophomore year, you hit over 500. Mm-hmm. You went 5-0. and Yeah. I peaked. I, I mean, hitting over 500 at any level. You probably play, what, 20, 30 games? Mm-hmm. JV? Uh, keep solid. in mind, a pretty generous uh, scorekeeper. Back in that time. But still. Who was that? Well, I think that's the... It's rotating. Some, someone on the bench. Typically, oh. it's just someone Whoever. on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> um, what kind of hits were these? Are these that's what doubles? I'm no, I was just a single hitter? I was a slap, slap hitter batting third. I, I had one homer my sophomore year. Nice. Yeah. I remember both of you guys being dominant, like minor league and little league players. Mm-hmm. By minor league, you mean... That's what we called it where we grew up. <laughs> Not the minor leagues of baseball, the minor leagues of Little League. Yeah, we've made it 104 podcasts. You know what they call, about you know what they call it now, or at least in Urbana? It's peanut. There's no T-ball. There's peanut, and then there's farm. And then what we think of as Little League is called suited league. <laughs> Some weird branding. And there's there's also pony leagues, right? Isn't that a... There were, we had a pony. We had a pony. Pony came after Little hmm. in our system back in the day. In the glory days, as it were. Paul, what, what made your list that we're forgetting? Yeah, so I don't know if I can do a Rushmore. Uh, I just have a couple <laughs> come to mind. Those aren't cool anyways. I, I, learned. I had a homer that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. The only homer of my high school career. It was on a hit and run. And it really, um, I, re- I loved hit and runs because it took all the pressure off me on whether to swing or not. Hmm. 
So uh, hit a home run. Just went out and got it, huh? Yeah, had it pulled well, it. What part of the field? Pulled it to the left at home, and uh, my favorite memory was uh, our third base coach, who was the head coach of the team. It's a, a family friend, Coach K, as he's known. <laughs> Was uh, legendary. Was literally dancing as I uh, <laughs> rounded third to head home. I think eighty percent because he was happy for me, and twenty percent because he was proud of himself for calling a hit and run. Oh. Um. So that that was at the top of the list that year. I also, like Pete said, bad of five hundred, went five and zero. It was a little bit. I think down. you you probably elected like MVP. We had those postseason awards. Yeah, something like that. Pretty pretty downhill from there. Didn't have a great junior. Well, this is the Rushmore. No need to. Yeah, didn't have a great junior and senior season. Um, I I remember my senior year, I threw one uh, changeup for a strike the entire season in a game. <laughs> and I remember I have a distinct memory of throwing so it for a strike. Swing and a miss. play changeup. Yeah, it's like just what, you know, you see like the circle change that kind of has some like mm-hmm. screwball action to it. I was a righty, so it moved in on the righty and swung right over the top of the nice. <laughs> So that one pitch makes <laughs> that the one pitch. rush more. I like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, other than that, not a ton that comes to mind. I mean, I think the perfect game, gonna that should go on. And I just I don't remember much from that. Those, those were Paul's glory days. Are softball memories? Oh, yeah, player? absolutely. I just was never... You set yourself short, though. You turned yourself into a very serviceable <laughs> third baseman and slap hitter in softball. Yeah, I you're, you're always slap, slap hitter and slow pitch. You had you much. had a little Chris Bryant in you because you were good, uh, decent in the outfield too. You could play the corners. Hmm. I was serviceable. But never, I was never a good softball player. Yep. You were reliable. No. You slap that ball into left. I'd say my big my biggest baseball accomplishment has been doing 104 podcast yes. episodes. Mm-hmm. I should go. think so. We haven't been on all of them. You you were out for a couple. Yeah, 101, 102. Please like tell that. me you let him off for the birth of his children. We did uh, actually. We did an emergency podcast. Yeah, I called to him, announce it uh, from the hospital room. You hang on now. <laughs> you recorded a podcast. Jokes, jokes. Paul joke. So you didn't. Wait, did not. a podcast filled with Paul jokes, or that was a Paul joke? <laughs> that was a Paul joke. That was a Paul joke. All right, let's move on to Kevin. Uh, what do we You'll, hear, about You'll hear some shuffles in the background. One, I... two, three, four, and five. They have to be the, your five greatest scoops at first. Kevin is a magician. I remember. I was trying to think of specific plays because uh, we went to a lot of your games, high school games. Mm-hmm. There was one time you hit into a double play, and uh, fielder's choice. Uh, it's a double play. So runners on first and second. Nobody had hit a double play, and Kevin, just you remember this play. Of course I remember this. This is the glory day segment. I believe it was at Morrison, and uh, one of the other parents said, way to get the runner over. Oh, I thought you were going to that. <laughs> yeah, said, that could have happened. I thought you were talking about something. There's also a... You remember another specific time where you no, kept no, the runner? There was a game-winning hit you had. Mm-hmm. Walk-off. That, that was a supposed <laughs> double play ball, but you beat it out at first. Uh, the umpire thought I beat it out at first, <laughs> which is all that matters. And while the first baseman argued, the winning run scored. Bases were loaded, no outs. The guy in front of me struck out. We were down one. So I. Came what did you up. say when he struck out in your head? <laughs> uh, you boy. I, I was pretty confident. I was actually having a decent year up to that point. I, it was before I really got bad offensively. But um, I hit a tailor made grounder to the shortstop. 
and uh, they had a pretty clean turn. Throw came into first, and it was in the dirt. First baseman made a very nice scoop. Um, I was out by, it wasn't a full step. It was probably about a half a step, but definitely out. And I think the ump just heard the sounds wrong, like because you could really hear the balls hit the dirt, hit the mitt, my foot hit. He inverted them. I was definitely out. And he called me safe, so the run had scored from third to tie the game. And the first base coach, along with the first baseman, were so upset about the call. And it was a really bad call. I think it was just a natural reaction. They just couldn't believe it, and they were arguing the call. And while that happened, the guy who was originally on second came around to score the game-winning run. Hmm. So Without a throw? Without a throw. Wow. Uh, the story in the newspaper... Instead of saying that uh, I hit into a fielder's choice and had the walk-off win, it's reported that I hit into a double play, but the umpire missed <laughs> No. Yeah, it was Mr. Dubit, too, my German teacher. He wrote that? Yeah, I gave him a hard time about it. Now, if you had Twitter back then, you would have tweeted the link and said, took it about fake news. <laughs> so, uh, any other moments like that? Well, I think only one person had the opportunity to share all their memories of my great... My most, the most fun I had watching you play was uh, your like uh, all-star farm league team. I don't even know what to call mm. it. Well, we all came back for a year. And... Yeah, it was like the step beyond farm league. So you would have been like 16? Uh, yeah, something like that. I don't remember. But your team was stacked. And yeah. it was like the local team, and Coach K, again, was mm-hmm. the coach. And I believe you tried a hidden ball trick, your team. Yeah, and it worked, but the other team argued it and made us come back. Because out. we didn't have a mound, right? Yeah, you couldn't like, be on the mound. <laughs> oh, Whoever the ump was clearly didn't know what the, the rule was supposed to be. So but I had a lot of fun watching that team. I believe you played uh, second I played, and first? I played second base that wow. year to accommodate uh, our First base slugger, you playing <laughs> the big free agent signing. Slugger, mm-hmm. Pablo. He was great. Pablo Sandoval. Freddie Freeman Sheffield. moved over to third base, so <laughs> Freeman, Adams could play first. Freeman's back though. At first, Adams is in the outfield now. Oh jeez. That's that's the most fun I had watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I wasn't a great baseball player. I uh, I had one very specific skill. I was very good. Um, scooping balls at first base. So I, I mean, well, let me. You were very good at half the game. I was very good defensively. Yeah, you were all around very good defensively. Offensively, uh, I had a decent sophomore year, and then I kind of got this weird hitch in my swing, and offensively just never recovered. So see, but high school baseball, at least the way we played it, is so hard to get out of a slump. Like you just. You think about how many reps a major league player or minor league player yeah. gets. You're lucky to get 100 at bats in a year. Yeah. And I think my senior year I had like 13. <laughs> <laughs> in a good week even, you know, you're not getting uh, nearly the amount of reps you need to get out of mm-hmm. a funk. So. Yeah. Um, in terms of my Mount Rushmore, <laughs> I have a couple really specific memories as a kid, like playing Little League. I remember I had a triple to lead off a uh not a ninth inning rally whatever the last inning would be seventh inning rally yep. um i had a triple to lead off an inning and then we ended up putting up a ton of runs that inning i remember that pretty vividly um i remember in high school i had a game where i sc- scooped like three or four balls 
in like an inning or something mm. like that, or two innings. Um, and I have a memory in high school of uh, a similar bases loaded jam. We were playing defense. We were up one, bases loaded, um, nobody out. We got a strikeout or something like that. And then the next guy hit a little chopper right back to the mound. So pitcher threw it home. We got the easy force out. Our catcher caught it, took a couple steps in from the baseline. It's exactly what he was supposed to. Fired it to me, and it was a really bad throw in the dirt, and I picked it. Um, but it's one of those deals where if I didn't, it was going to go way down the line. Mm-hmm. It was going to be pretty bad, and it ended the game. So it was pretty fun to end it like that. Yes. Yeah. Didn't you have a catch over your shoulder that you would hype up? Oh bit? yeah, yeah. I uh, Kevin Mitchell, San Francisco Giant, right? Barehanded. No, I didn't catch it barehanded. Um, <laughs> Kevin Mitchell. Didn't watch that catch the other yeah, There's no reason he should have caught it barehanded. No, you should have caught it. <laughs> Yeah, I made a play in Little League where I caught one of those pop-ups foul territory down the line over my shoulder. And it's those pop-ups that on TV, they're always like, that play is much more difficult than you would think it is. Um, and then in high school, I repeated it with another pretty good catch. So. Nice. A lot of, lot of defense there. Didn't, didn't hit real well. But, yep. All right, uh, John, everyone's waiting to hear your, uh, your experience against a major league player. So, spill the beans. St. Beat Academy, 2001. It's a brisk <laughs> Saturday. Uh, they had a baseball field that sat right next to their football field. Didn't have a home run fence. This is important. Mm-hmm. Important part of the story. I was facing off against a young man by the name of Jay Hap. We were uh, having a hard time picking up the ball on him. <laughs> Pete, can you fill in the list? A lot of K's. A lot of K's. Jay Hap goes by J.A. Hap now, and he pitches for the Blue Jays. Yep, major league player. Yep. Wow. So you're telling me that I struck out four <laughs> times and tripled <laughs> in the right center field gap against a major league pitcher? Is that the only right. time you made contact against him? Yes. <laughs> Was it on fastball? Yeah. And why did you not you try saw to... no tr- need to mess with anything else against me. <laughs> why did you that. stab at third? Well, I was about as fast as I am now. So. I know, but even if the ball was... If the ball was anywhere but the infield, you should have tried to go home, from what it sounds like. I don't know, in some ways, a triple sounds a little better. Something about an yeah, inside park homer, it feels yeah. kind of, oh, I'm sure they bobbled it. Or, mm-hmm. It was just a good, clean triple in the gap. Did you taunt him? He was not even the best player on his high school team. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, that was my junior year. Take it back, 2000. Uh, because Billy Terry, shout out to Billy if you're listening out there somewhere, uh, he was senior at the time. He was a very good player. What I remember watching that game from the stands is because there's no home run fence, um, you guys would play your right fielder. Very deep. <laughs> About Very as deep, deep as you could. No devil's in. defense. Um, so, much, so much confidence in the pitcher. And Hap would just Only crush defense. balls out yeah, there. Oh yeah. We'd catch towering. <laughs> like, it was crazy. The balls that would have been homers in most other stadiums we played in. Oh, camp under him and Actually moved the third baseman Sorry, to the right field parking lot. <laughs> no, I remember that. No, the right field extended into the football field, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. 
And left field, um, the only boundary out there was a natural boundary, and it was a hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched most of the game from that hill in the car because it was so cold. Yeah. Boy, high school baseball was brutal. Cold. Oh, so terrible. Yeah. Facing Hap, he probably threw mid-80s. He's a lefty, so that's a lot of his value came with that. And he wouldn't, you wouldn't expect him to make the major leagues. He's kind no, of got that wasn't on anybody's radar. Cool story. He was a, he was a big 10 player. Yeah, I remember being kind of surprised at that. Northwestern's a laughing stock of college baseball. So facing him, is it the speed or is it, did he throw nasty junk as well? He had a good curveball, but I just remember the speed. I mean, yeah. and with a big, tall lefty coming in that hard, it was, we just had never seen anything quite like that. Yeah. Uh, any other moments you'd like to, to share? You, it, you hit like five home runs your junior year. He played at... That park in Walnut? Coors Field, <laughs> Illinois. Yeah, home, I mean, homers are very fun, to Paul's point. Uh, there's nothing quite like seeing a ball leave the yard. Um, hit a few homers, but otherwise, we just, our team was bad. It was always sort of depressing. We would come off of a very successful basketball season where you were accustomed to winning almost every game, and then you'd just slide into baseball where you pretty much expected to lose every game. <laughs> so, I have much better softball memories hmm. with uh, the Alley Cranes than I do um, of high school baseball. You were um, our Little League coach. We had some success. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, so... Won a Little League championship. Won good, and Grady's team now this that's year. That's right. Had a good run back in the day with you guys in the league, and already got a couple titles under your belt. The assistant coach. See, I'm a I'm a good assistant. Time will tell whether I can lead a team as the head skipper to the promised land. But you need in your neighborhood. You need to get one of those signs that says like, you know, Urbana, home of two time <laughs> little league champion. <laughs> Um, I know, I think you guys know this, but the listeners out there might be interested to know that there is such a figure in, uh, the league that we played in, a guy by the name of Jerry, doesn't even have a child in the league, but has been coaching for years, fantastic with the kids, and just as a testament to his level of commitment, he has a tattoo on his calf. Their team is always the Yankees, so he has a Yankees tattoo with a ball underneath, and inside of it. He has written every year that his uh, team has won the championship. Hmm. Wow. So we're doing like six and seven year olds every year? Yeah. yeah. Sounds like he's all about the kids. Yeah. He really is. He all really right. is. Fantastic guy. <laughs> he said he's thinking about retiring. So Jerry, if you're listening, hang in there. We need you. Uh, my list. Uh, I'll wrap it up here quickly. Well, hang on. Don't we get a chance to... Chime in with some of our thoughts. Well, sure. I just it's too late. You already said he's wrapping it up. Speed it along. Maybe I can list mine. You can list any that I miss. Because <laughs> I'm sure you have a long list. I'm sure list. you'll get them all. Uh, I had a one hitter. I pitched a one hitter in my junior year, uh, and the one hit was pretty frustrating. It was like a seeing eye single through the the right side of the infield. That was frustrating, but still one hitter. Not a perfect game, like Paul. Uh, I had a walk off single sophomore year with two outs. And uh, the game was tied, but it was going to end in a tie because of our field didn't have lights. And so... Uh, oh, classic. But then... Um, it was either I get a hit or, or we're done. Our team was so stupid that uh, they mobbed the pinch runner who scored from second as opposed to Peter who got the single. <laughs> oh, it's true. 
And it was special because the pitcher had thrown a ball like up and in and I had like gone to the ground to avoid it. And he was like laughing because it was, mm. you know, one of those deals, like intimidation. So I was pretty frustrated. And then I, I lined a single right back through the middle, uh, right past him. Did you do a good bat flip? Uh, I was pretty invested in whether the pinch runner, who was not, should not have been pinch running, he was a pretty, he's a good athlete, but had no idea how to run the bases. He did like a, a 90 degree turn oh, at no. third base. Oh, no. uh, had a very, very small lead off second <laughs> as well. Probably waited to see if it got through before he, he took off. Uh, winning regionals, senior year, I had a, a seeing eye single in a dramatic mm. sixth inning rally. Awesome game. We played seven innings, so uh, uh, that was pretty cool. Actually, singled home Paul. Only regional title in baseball of the school's history. Mm-hmm. We did what John and Kevin could not do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, hit a home run junior year, and uh, there was a, a right-hander from Morrison named Justin Smith who threw about as hard as Hap and uh, probably would have had a similar college career, uh, but he was he was very stupid and so he played Jugo for like a couple years but then I think didn't do anything after that but he threw like mid 80s and I had a sack bunt and a double against him in the same game um we may need to edit this out he's actually he's Justin Smith minor leagues he's in the minor leagues I'll fact check this during the podcast but yeah oh wow that shoots to the top of the list if that's true (laughs) while Paul checks that any other final thoughts and you didn't know that he's stupid you probably, in hindsight, would think of a different word to describe him. Yes, if he's in the the minor leagues. Wow. Leave it to our mental health professional to keep us <laughs> in chat on such language. All right, I'll give you the four categories for Jeopardy uh, while Paul waits. The four categories are 90s sitcoms. I thought that would be appropriate with Full House uh, being housed in San Francisco. So 90 sitcoms, uh, Brothers Road Trips, San Francisco, and 2017 Baseball are the four categories. And there's four four questions in each, 100, 200, 300, and 400. Uh, there are two daily doubles, but there is no final Jeopardy. I did not think I could come up with a good enough question. Because uh, Final Jeopardy, really, it can make or break the game. Mm-hmm. you know. And I couldn't come up with a good enough question, I thought. Five, ten minutes, but I, I couldn't do that, so I didn't want to jeopardize the game. So, uh, Paul, are you ready to play over there? Yes, I'm ready to go. <laughs> we shall begin. Uh, Paul, because you were paying attention during the categories uh, as they were listed, uh, you have first choice. The board is yours. <laughs> uh, I'll go far Jesus. left far, far left for 200. I'm going to need a name of the <laughs> category. So to fill the listeners in on what's probably edited out is uh, Paul wasn't paying attention at all during the instructions, categories, anything. So. Baseball mascots for 200? No. Not a bad guess. The uh, categories bad guess. are 90s sitcoms. Um, what's the second one? I can't read your writing. Uh, <laughs> Sisters Road Trips. Brothers Road Trips. Oakland in 2014 baseball. Let's go. 90s sitcoms, it. Brothers Road Trip, San Francisco 2017 oh. season. I'll go 90s sitcom for $200. The $200 question. Will Smith joins his three cousins and aunt and uncle in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. What were the names of these five characters? His, his aunt, uncle, and his three cousins. Mm-hmm. Three cousins? 
before the five. Bup, 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 bup. What's the answer? Oh. oh. <laughs> Would anyone like to take a crack at it? Yeah. Bup, bup, bup. All right, John. Uncle Phil. Yes. <laughs> Aunt Viv. That's right. Carlton. Yep. Vanessa. Is Vanessa one of no. them? No. And Stephanie. Hillary and Ashley. Yeah, I knew Hillary. I couldn't think of Ashley. Oh. And Jeffrey, you don't lose anybody if you get it wrong, right? <laughs> Negative 200 for Jeffrey. Whoa! That wasn't clarified. I'll go brothers road trip for 100. You are making this difficult. For how much? 100. $100 question. After this week, we'll have seen the Cubs play 13 times on our seven trips. What is the Cubs record in the first 11 games? You told me I wouldn't need pen and paper, but I'm pretty confident with you. Three and eight. Is incorrect. Four and seven. That is correct, isn't it? <laughs> That's correct. Yes! John does not get the points, and neither does anyone else. Ugh. The board is still mine. <laughs> I will go with um, San Francisco for uh, 300. Three quarters of the city of San Francisco was destroyed by a fire in what year? 1906. That's correct. Wow. John's out of the hole. The board is yours, Johnny. Uh, San Francisco, the cheapest one. It's 100. San Francisco was started in 1776. What event in the 1800s brought rapid growth to the city? Gold Rush. That's correct. That was 100 points. Can I assume, based on what just happened, that you're allowed to beep in before the question's even been read? That's correct. (laughs) All right. Great. Uh, San Francisco for two hundred. Two hundred. Other question. Name two companies that are based in San Francisco. Paul. Oh, tiebreaker. No, No, Paul. Paul. Sorry, I heard that. Uh, The Twitter and the Facebook. Facebook's incorrect. Wow. Facebook Silicon Valley. I'm not sure. Wow, John. John, you're next. Just two companies that are based in San Francisco. Yes. The uh, Twitter. That's correct. <laughs> and the San Francisco Giants. Woo. I like it. 200 points. <laughs> now, you're saying Facebook. No, you feel silly. Paul. Just know because it's not on your, your list that you're looking at there. Uh, Wikipedia would have listed it ahead of them. <laughs> are, the, are the Giants on your list? They're not, but I know they're based on the Wikipedia are having a bit of a virtual war, so... <laughs> is, Wiki- uh, is Wikipedia based? <laughs> I know. Some other ones. Levi Strauss, Gap, Dropbox... Bank of America. Reddit, Square, Airbnb, which we are using currently at the house yes, that we're indeed. at. Yes, Thank you, Gene. Uh, Yelp, Pinterest, Twitter, which we will get a tour of tomorrow. So check us out on Twitter at A Foot in the Box to see, our, uh, see us tweet about the tour of Twitter. Uh, Uber, Lyft, uh, Mozilla, the web browser, mm-hmm. um, Wikipedia, <laughs> Sega, uh, and Craigslist. Saw that Sega building today. All right, uh, uh, John, you have the lead. And the board is yours. Uh, Brothers Road Trips, cheapest one. Still 100. Uh, after this week, um, I already read that question. Uh, uh, 200. Yes, 200, 200 
In 2009, we saw the 57 and 49 Cubs play the 59 and 49 Rockies for three games in Denver. Name one of the four players that homered in that series. Dexter Fowler. That's incorrect. Does it have to be a Cubs player? No, either team. Uh, Troy Tulowitzki. It's incorrect. BB yes. uh, Cargo. Also incorrect. BB. <laughs> you lose another two hundred points if you get this incorrect. Milton Bradley. <laughs> Digging yourself quite a hole. Anyone else want to lose two hundred more? I might. Go for it. None of those people homered. Nope. Two Rockies and two Cubs. Hell. Uh, no. Paul? Um, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. You currently have the lead at negative 100. <laughs> yeah, pass. Okay, the four players. Chris Iannetta, Derek Lee, Kosuke Fukudome, and Clint Barnes. Hmm. Uh, Troy Tulewitzki hit for the cycle. The on that we weren't there. The game on Monday. I remember Pinella lost his mind at one of those. Ran yeah. out in the field. Yep. All right, John, I believe the board is still yours. <laughs> Um, let's go back to San Francisco. Cheapest? Cheapest one on, that's available. Uh, that's actually the, the $400 question. What year was the first for the Giants in San Francisco after moving from New York? <laughs> Ain't no chance anyway. Any baseball that. historians out there? Hmm. BB, 1958 is the answer. Tip of my tongue. Could you have gotten a decade? Yeah, I was going to say something in the 50s. Nice. Uh, John? Okay, let's come back to 90 sitcoms for something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's actually three left in this category. The $100 question. In Home Improvement, outside of the Taylor family, name three characters. John? Randy? Outside of the Taylor family. Brett. Oh. That's a very different question. Uh, Al? Yes. Borland? The next door neighbor, whose face was partly concealed. We're going to need a name on that one. Wilson? That's right. And... Brad's... Girlfriend. <laughs> you said that's marijuana. Is that a character? No. <laughs> Al Borland had a girlfriend too. It's <laughs> kind of a weird story. Alright, John, you're out of time. Anyone else like to give a crack? Ashley. No, I got it. Ashley. Quick control F here. Almost positive there was a girlfriend in that family named Ashley. Just, uh, there, just, there was one character named Ashley. Thank you. Just to fill in the listeners, uh, Peter googled Ashley Home Improvement, <laughs> and um, his web browser is full of Ashley Furniture stores. That's correct. <laughs> Wasn't there, there was also, I was thinking of a Heidi. Wasn't that? Oh, she was the, what, I always the eye candy on the The hardware Tim store, Show. he had some real blue-collar guys he'd hang out with. The hardware store? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they always had a box of donuts and coffee. Sounds wonderful. I don't remember that. Really? I think it's like co- his cousin Raynard or something. Like rag on his wife. 
Yeah, it's been a while. All right. Uh, Steve, yes. 90 sitcoms. Three bills. That's our first Daily Double. Ooh. Uh, new rule. Uh, You're at zero. <laughs> what happens? Or negative. Uh, you can bet up to 500. 500. Wow. <laughs> Valuable. $300 question, uh, but John has wagered 500. Does so that mean you get 800 if you get it right? No. It's your game. Just 500? 500. 500. How does Danny Tanner's wife die in Full House? He is widowed. How does his wife die? I think it's either cancer or a car accident. <laughs> One of those is correct. <laughs> I think it was a car accident. <laughs> That's correct. I'm, I'm really surprised that that was a $300 question. I didn't. See, I didn't know it. To me, that's... that's why. It should be like a... $1,200 No, that's, I think, the only answer I've known. Oh, this whole that's time. A, I feel like that's a hard one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right, score update. John has 200. Kevin has negative 400. And Paul has negative 100. It's still, on. still it's still off 96 it's, it's anyone's game, though. You know, there is a 2017 baseball category, in case anybody's interested. That's right. $400 question. Which fictional college do Sean, Corey, Topanga, and Eric attend? In Boy Meets World. <laughs> oh, I should know this. <laughs> beep, beep. Are you sure this is in the 90s that they attend this fictional college? The sitcom. It's a 90s sitcom. Mm. Pembroke is the name of it. I think they attend that college. In Pennsylvania. In the early 2000s. And Feeney right becomes here. like the president of the college. Mm-hmm. All right, John, this board is still yours. We've finished off sitcoms. Do we have any more Brothers Road Trips? We do. We have two. All right, let's do one of them. $300 question. In 2014, we witnessed six baseball players and managers get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Name those six. <laughs> John, uh, you got five seconds on this one. Fuck. That's less you, than a second a you person. You're beeping and then writing down. <laughs> Joe Torrey? Yes. Next... In that list of six, gotta go. Gotta go faster. I'm moving Tony on. Tony Larusa, followed by Frank Thomas. Once again, reminded us that he did not do steroids. After Tory Larusa and Thomas comes Greg Maddox. Why are you writing this down? After Greg Maddox comes. Tom Glavin. Three seconds. Wait. Are all those correct? Yes. Let's just review them. Joe Torrey. <laughs> Moving. Uh, all right. Kevin. Oh, my goodness. Those Bobby five. Cats. Yes. Yes. Big money. <sighs> Robbed. <laughs> all right. Kevin. I was coming for you, Bobby. $400 question. Uh, I want 2017 baseball for 100. All right. This outfielder leads baseball in home runs with 36. Paul. Jim Carlos Stanton. That's correct. I'll take that category for 200. Daily Double. Mm. Uh, 500. Daily Double. Only Paul can answer. Name three players in the top 10 currently in on-base percentage. I will go with Bryce Harper. 
That's right. He is fifth. Has a name three. Mm-hmm. Aaron Judge. He's fourth. And last, I'll go Joey Votto. He's third. Uh, you named five, four, and three. The top two. Kevin, John. How about Jose Altuve? He is sixth. Six. Paul Goldschmidt is second, and Justin Turner of the Dodgers is first. Uh, five hundred points to Paul. Uh, that could work for three. Three teams have a winning percentage of under four hundred. Who are those three teams? Beep beep. Yep. Of under four hundred, you said. Winning percentage under 40%. That would be the White Sox, the Phillies, and the Giants. Wow. Well done, Kev. Thank you. We did not expect the Giants to be this bad when we picked this trip. It was uh, good for us, though. Able to get cheap tickets. Cheap tickets. Two dollars. Is there one left for 2017 baseball? 400. Let's, Let's go with it. Which record did Albert Pujols just break this past week? Hint, it is a negative stat that he broke. Is that to do with grounding in double plays? Is that your answer? <laughs> I don't think do they, I want it to be they my can't answer? Ask, they can't ask your vet qualifying questions. Did he... What is grounding in double plays? <laughs> that is correct. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I know you're not giving that to Paul. Of course I am. He took the risk. It's all about the risk. Oh, let's, let's, let's at least split at halfsies. Let's run. I'll go half to John. No. Yes. No. You, yes. Weren't, you weren't willing Were to absorb Were you going to answer that anyways? Uh, let me confer with the judges. Yes. Split down the middle. All right. Score up day. I believe there's just one question left. Paul has 700 points. Kevin has 200 points. And John has 400 points. Oh. Yes. One question left. $400. Brothers Road Trip category. I can still win this thing. Yes. So, uh, Paul, if Paul or Kevin get it right, Paul wins. If John gets it right, There's no final Jeopardy? You want there to be final Jeopardy? All right. I have a question. We'll do final Jeopardy. So. But you can't Feels play right. final Jeopardy if you're in the negative. So, <laughs> I have to be very careful. We'll probably get creative if that happens. All right, the final $400 question in the Brothers Road Trip category. The White Sox won the first game of the 2015 series against the Cubs that we saw. The score was one to nothing. Which White Sox player was hit by Hector Rondon, uh, who proceeded to steal second and come around to score on a sack fly in the eighth inning of that game? Hmm. Recently mentioned in a blog post written by yours truly. Oh, you rascal, you gave it away. Is <laughs> <laughs> that it's a left-handed uh, third baseman. This player played for both the Cubs and the White Sox mm. in their career. Can't His name is escaping me. Not this, so sad. This player was traded for Victor Carantini. So he's still helping the Cubs. Beep, beep. The correct answer... Emilio Bonifacio. Mm. Alright, moving on to Final Jeopardy. The clue, before you guess, is Albert Pujols. Well, you got the bid. Yeah. But after well, you, you get, get a clue. Uh, category. Oh, that's right, that's right. 
Another pool. And the score update is... Uh, Paul with 700, Kevin with 200, and John with 400. Ken Jennings, 1,000. The question, uh, as referenced earlier, Albert Pujols has the record for most double plays grounded into. He broke Cal Ripken's <laughs> record that was previously held. How many double plays has Albert Pujols grounded into in his career? The person closest gets ah, the gets without going points. over. Wow! Uh, you can go over. Okay, I like it. I like it. I like it. I know you're gonna do 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 this break in the action. I will mention that Justin Smith plays minor league baseball for the Nationals. Update on a question from earlier. Are our contestants ready? Not quite. Kevin is trying to remember each of the double plays that Poof was scrounged into. We'll start with lowest. So, Kevin, you give your answer first and then how much you wagered. Okay. Um, I think Albert Pujols is hitting into uh, 263 double plays. And what did you wager? I wagered all $200. All right, moving on to John. How much, how many double plays and the amount of money? 430 double plays, $400. All I got. And Paul? <laughs> Is this going to be a Lante answer? Maybe mine was a Lante answer. My number is vastly different. Uh, I wagered $101. Ooh. My guess is $1,400. Oh! Juan <laughs> has struck again. <laughs> Wait, how many would that be a season? Oh, my. He's I mean, played not five, quite, six not quite 100 a season. <laughs> <laughs> so a tip he'd probably and get he wasn't always old and wait so slow. so he'd probably get about 600 at bats a oh, season my. so he was oh my <laughs> one out of six hey on those Cardinals teams there's a lot of guys on ahead of him oh my goodness but, but I you're think not, I'm out of one jeopardy let's you're, go you're not thinking about line drives that he hit that were also turned into double plays <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, Paul, did you think we were talking uh, both hit into and as a as a fielder? Because uh, it's still let's not put salt in the wound here. It's it still would be far superior. What would Jamie do in this situation? He would quickly cover for Lon and move the podcast forward. Again, John referencing champagne specific <laughs> things on our podcast. The number is three hundred and fifty one. So John is the winner. That was close though, right? Yeah, you were. It was very close. Wait, is that right? Uh, what yeah, was the actual? Yeah, John, John, you were off by seventy nine, and Kevin was off by. What was that? I got eighty eight. Ooh. All right, hang on. How much is? I it? went. I went Jeopardy by nine double plays. How many? Uh, use your common core math. Uh, three fifty one minus two sixty three. 
Minus 263. What did you get? 88. All right, we got the same answer there <laughs> to that equation. And then... Uh, All right, what was John's answer? Uh, he was 430. And how many? Uh, 351. Just for the record, uh, Paul was 1,159. <laughs> Double plays off. That's crazy how close that was. It's very close. Yeah. It wouldn't have mattered, but... Uh, all right. Well, uh, I rated everything. appreciate everyone listening to this week's podcast. Uh, next week, we'll be back in our home studio with microphones instead of an iPhone recording. Uh look forward to that any any final thoughts about san francisco or our trip here it's still early but it's been fun so far wet weather is crazy out here very cold then sunny then very cold it's a good metaphor to remember for life when you're going through the fog mm-hmm. just remember no, the, the, the burn off's coming <laughs> or no matter how sunny it seems the fog is always coming mm. any final thoughts paul would you like to address the listeners yeah, you can um, still tweet at us while we're here, if you're listening to it in time. I'm not sure when Pete's going to put the hard work in of editing this. No, it'll be out Monday, like normal. Oh, well, in that case, if you have any kind of uh, Netflix recommendations or San Francisco-related recommendations, let us know. Probably the uh, the latter more so than the former. But I always get confused when people say that. Yeah. It takes too much mental energy. So you don't <laughs> want Netflix recommendations? I, we would take both, but you know we're here to experience the city. Not so much. Well, you got to wind down and relax at the true, end of the night. True, true. But yeah, you can send those in at A Foot in the Box on Twitter. Um, we'll receive those in person tomorrow when we visit the Twitter... Uh, yes. Headquarters. Headquarters, yeah. And we'll do, a, we'll do a, a live tweet thing there. Like a video. Facebook live video. If that's allowed. <laughs> Yes. That's cold. <laughs> yeah, make sure to check out our Instagram, Instagram story from Twitter. Facebook probably owns Twitter by now or something. Uh, you can also email us at afootinthebox.gmail.com. Uh, that's right. And some people have already done this. Email in your uh, Foot in the Box Summer Flicks submissions. The issues category is dramas. So we've got Moneyball, Feel the Dreams, uh, Hardball. Damn Yankees was also another submission. Ooh. Paul Swarney on the Edgy. podcast. Edgy. San Fran's getting to him. So send us your submission. We'll draw them on next week's podcast. Okay, why don't you hit them with those promo codes again? It's boyapron.com slash AFITB. I believe last week Paul referred to it as a, a promo discount code. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Remember to keep a foot in the box. Peace. Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paper boy, the evening TV.